Ask the Podcast Coach for December 30th, 2017. Let's get ready to podcast. It's a mild dancing. <laughs> hey, it's Saturday morning. Welcome to Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there from the average guy.tv is the one and only Jim Collison. How's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you from a very frigid, I don't know about you guys, but very frigid Omaha, Nebraska. We're expecting tomorrow temperatures to be 20 below. Ow! Here. Yeah, yikes. So stay inside, Omahans. Be be warm. Good to have you. If you're watching the video and wondering why Dave's leaning all weird and why his angle looks different, Dave, what, what's going on over there? 930. I, uh, I usually get on Facebook about an hour before the show and do a, hey, don't forget, we're coming on in an hour and uh, been over to pick up my guitar and every muscle in my back from about halfway down just went. Whoosh, and I thought now my initial reaction when I do that is to go lay down and take it easy. But I really I know this from lots of history with this. If I lay down, I'm not getting back up. I'm going to be sitting there and it's really hard. And I just went, you know what? I'm standing up. It doesn't hurt too much unless I, I, if I twist. So we're not going to do any chubby checker today. Um, and I'm, so I'm standing up. That's uh, the deal, which means on occasionally I can do the old, uh, Star Trek trick. Like, Oh my gosh, it's an earthquake. It's a, you know, I just <laughs> shake my desk and make the camera move. Um, but other than that, I'm feeling, uh, feeling fine. Well, we're, we're glad you didn't lay down. Cause you know, we just would have had to cancel. I was wondering why I didn't see, like usually on Facebook about 45 minutes ahead of time, yeah. I see you play and I go in and like it and that stuff. But it's like, Hmm, Dave didn't advertise the podcast this morning or yeah. what's going on. Now we know. Yeah, it was, now uh, we know. I, I had picked it up earlier and figured out how to play old Lang Syne and went to pick it oh. up again. And it was like, no, nah, sorry, you're it. done for the day, buddy. <laughs> it, like, it, David is a good example of when we think about live, right? Yeah. Live podcasting. And when you have a time, when you have a date and a time, you can't just, you know, if we weren't, yeah. if we were just recording this and we were going to put it out and it wasn't right. going to be live, you probably would have said, you probably would have called me and said, Hey, can we record this afternoon? Because yeah. I can't do this right now. But when you have a live audience, you got to kind of do it regardless. So you're toughing it out. You do when you're standing, you do, you, you do different things differently than when you're sitting. It's so like when you're sitting, you can sit pretty still. Yeah. It is hard to stay still. Oh. When you are. <laughs> yeah. I want to. And uh, yes, thanks to the magic of ibuprofen. Ooh, good. Uh, I was wondering if you taken some drugs. I'm actually not feeling that bad. It's, it's, good. it's kicking good. in. So that's the, that's the good news. Um, uh, let's see where we want to start. Well, Jim, we were talking, let's do, we were talking something about the pre-show Yeah, that you yeah. said, oh, we need to throw that into the actual show. Yeah, let me, let me throw this in real quick. So if you haven't listened to the latest episode of uh, school podcasting and what, what number would that be, Dave? Uh, just for 598. So 598 as we approach 600. Towards the end of the program, Dave does a montage of, uh, because of my podcast stories. And we kind of, we kind of talked about it in last week's show, but it is super, super powerful. And if you, uh, I even think, you know, from a, you know, and this is not saying anything bad about the Messengers podcast or the Messengers movie, but I, Dave, I think what you did there is more powerful than that movie even. Um, just a string of people saying what they, what, what it's meant, what the podcast has done for them, who they've gotten a chance to meet. Um, and then at the very end, there's just a very touching moment in there. So I won't spoil it. Uh, head out to, to 598 for school podcasting. If you haven't listened to it yet. And Dave, I'm going to encourage you bust that thing out of there and make that its own YouTube video. Um, because I, I think it's a really, if you ever wanted, someone ever asked you, why do you podcast? You play in this seven minute clip and it, it, it's just really amazing. Now, I'm not just saying that because I'm your co-host on Ask the Podcast <laughs> Coach. Uh, it was a moving moment. I, I was in a little bit of tears even as we got to the end there, just because I've had that uh, I've had the same, I've had a similar relationship with someone who speaks on there and it, it, it's just, it's just powerful. So if you haven't, Dave, thanks for doing that, by the way. And if you haven't listened to it, go out there and make sure you get a look, give it a listen. Hey, I'm going to pop in here post show. I'm going to tack on that clip at the end of this episode. So if you want to hear that, it'll be at the very end of this episode. Back to the live episode. Yeah, it was, um, I'm actually talking about that on this week's episode of the school. Not so much that clip, but I mean, Emily did a thing where she sang her episode. And it, we asked her last week, it took her four days to learn the song. She had to write the song. And when I heard that, I was like, holy cow, this is not your typical kind of podcast. Uh, Carrie Green from Podcastification did an episode where he reviewed Skype, 
um, clear, is it clear feed? I think is another Skype kind of Zencaster ringer, all of them back to back to back to back to back. And at the end, I was like, that was really useful. Like that was like, if somebody said, which one should I use? I go, go listen to this episode. This will, you know, let you know, very unbiased. He was just like, this is what it was. And at the end, they both kind of said, well, this is what I like. This is what I like. But I asked him, I'm like, how long did it take you to do that? And it wasn't like 20 minutes. It was a lot of time to put into that. So that's kind of one of the things that um, I'm noticing, which is the bummer. I mean, it'd be great if it was like, yeah, that took me four hours. This took me, you know, four days. This took me, it's like, but I do a weekly show. How do I? How do I do that if I do a weekly show? I can't. I don't think. I don't think you can. No, that's I think. It. You know, and what's crazy is I don't. The radio guys, I don't think ever really thought about the the one the the episode. They just showed up because it was live. They just showed up every day and they just gave it their best yeah. every time they did it. And every once in a while they hit it right, and you would you would get a highlight or something out of that. But they're the 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 value uh, that they brought or the the you know that was the consistency in great content every single day and doing the best that they could and there sometimes it was bad and sometimes it was good but i think if we're going to be if you're going to be on a regular schedule as a podcaster you've just got to do the best you can with the time that you have and deliver great content every time i it, it just it, you know and you're not going to hit a home run every single week well, maybe you will. I don't know. Maybe you'd be special enough and you will, but I don't think you can. Well, some of that stuff comes from just getting out there and doing it. I asked, um, I cannot remember Seth's last name from Jacob's Media. Seth, Seth something with an R. Um, really nice guy. And he's kind of the bridge between the radio world and podcasting. And he did an article on, is there a discovery problem in podcasting? And he sent out, like I'm quoted in that article, Rob Greenlee, Todd Cochran. I think Rob Walsh is in there too. And I asked him, I go, how long did it take you to do that article? And it's, uh, he said, well, it really wasn't that hard for him. He goes, I just had to have people respond, but you know how to put it together. He goes, but really, um, because of all the contacts in that article, about 13 years, because half these people he's, you know, to get them to respond, he, he's, he pulled on his relationships and I was like, that's an interesting answer. I need to shut up because I'm doing the school of podcasting on the show now. But um, that was an interesting take. And, and the same thing with interviews. Somebody goes, well, how do you get good at interviews? How do you get good at bowling? How do you get good at basketball? You, you got to just do it. Just do it. Yeah. yeah. Just got to do more. You got to do more and more. But hey, Mike Moody had asked us a question in pre-show. Yeah. That I said we'd bring forward. He says, we have a podcasting studio in Austin, Texas. By the way. That would be awesome to have a podcasting studio in Austin, Texas, uh, considering it's going to be 20 below here in Omaha this week. Nice. So uh, hello to our Austin friends down there in, in warm Texas. He says, uh, we are looking to hold free events for podcasters. What type of free events uh, would, you, would you like to attend from a local studio? Um, you know, it's been interesting. I'm a runner, right? I, run, I do a lot of running races in the spring, summer, and fall. And lately, the races have gotten into, they've added beer to the end of their uh, to the end of their. <laughs> Beer events are always good to, to, to bring people in. Joking aside, in seriousness, it's actually beer has added a, a whole new, you know, a whole new element to this running thing. But Dave, what do you think? Uh, you know, your I guess, Mike, kind of what are your goals? Is, is the goals to attract more people to come and pay to use the recording studio? If, is that kind of the goal? Because I think if that's the goal, then maybe it's events where they can come in and, and get a chance to use it. and you know, mess with it. Maybe you have a demo day where folks can come in and record 15 minutes at a time. Um, Dave, I don't know when you think about having a, uh, having a studio and you want folks to come in and see it, what kind of events would you, would you hold there? That's a great question. Open house, barbecues, yeah, I was beer. Say, Those are always Cause good. the cool thing, podcast and pizza both begin with P, you know, so you can have kind of an open house. One of the things I want to try in, in 2018 is I want to contact a local library and I'm going to try an Apple store and a Verizon store because those are known as technology companies to say, hey, can we set up like a monthly thing where I come in and just do a like podcasting 101, not how to podcast, but although I'll answer those questions too, but more primarily how to discover and listen to podcasts. I think we need more listeners than you know, more, not that we don't need more podcasters. We need obviously more diversity and things like that, but just to like, Hey, there's somebody here that if you have any questions about podcasting, there's a guy coming on the third Wednesday of every month, something like that. Um, 
I have no idea if it would work. I have no idea if anybody would show up, but there's only one way to find out. That's to throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. And if I help two people, that's two more people that might tell two more people that might tell two more people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I think you could, um, I, I put this in the chat, but do a promo. I call them promo covers. Yeah. They're promos, promotions for your own podcast in that 30 minute, I'm sorry, in that 30 second slot. So things you could have other podcasters that, you know, if you want to, if you could partner with other podcasters to have them play that on their show to promote yours or even play it on your own show or, you know, but show people or let people make their own come into the studio and help them make those 15 or 30 second spots. There you go. Go Yeah. Yeah. And if you have any current clients, if you're brand new, that's kind of a, you know, maybe you don't have any yet, but if you did have clients, you know, have them be part of a party, you know, come and meet so-and-so and so-and-so. Um, and, and then like you said, make a little 15, 30 second promo, you know, yeah. it's, it's the podcast pizza. Hmm, we need another P in there. Um, <laughs> and promotion. Yeah. Promotion. promotion. Yeah. And promotion. Yeah. Want to know yeah. about podcasting? Come on down to one Oh three, the main street at the, you know, we're really yeah. awesome studios and uh, you know, and then meet meet Jamie and Bob from the Pork and Pig show, and you know, right on yeah, fire. Get a local podcaster who's yeah. got a big show to come down and be kind of the host yeah. to speak for thirty minutes on their on their program and what they're doing and some of the tips and tricks. Yeah. So, but that's huh. events are fun. I mean, any any way you slice it, it's always the first ones usually kind of oh we should have done that. <laughs> There's always a lot of that. Mm, didn't think about that. Uh, yeah. You usually get more in the very first one, depending on the pent up demand, you usually get more than you're ready for and you didn't think about enough. And so you make up for that on the second one, but you don't get as many people to come back the second time. It's just the, I think it's the law of, of events. You got to, you know, the, there's a lot of hype on the first one and then it dips and then it'll come back if you keep working it. The problem is most people quit on the second one. They get that disappointing second event and they're like, oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. This is stupid. You got to kind of, live through that second and third kind of the trough and then it'll start picking back up again if you're doing good promotion. I also think you have to give yourself plenty of runway to promote it. I mean, if you think about it, that podcast movement at pod fest and also at uh, DC, no, uh, what Joe Pardo's um, podcast Mid Atlantic, Mm -hmm. um, they announced next year's event at the, at the event. So they basically promote that thing for a, a whole year. Um, because they just, they usually have some sort of early bird. Like if you buy today at the event, you know, if you buy next year's ticket today, it's usually a huge discount, but they just want people to, to go. And it takes a year for people to go enough people to go, yo, yeah, I'm going to that one. And then, oh, really? Oh, so-and-so is going too. Oh, maybe I should go to that. So, uh, leave yourself a lot of, I would say at least three months. Now the, the cool thing with yours, it's a local thing. So mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about people flying in and things like that. But I would still um, give yourself plenty of time to to build up some buzz and things like that. Yeah. Um, I think the power of the local event is that you actually get to spend time with people. So yeah. don't think of it. You've got to. So if you get seven people, all seven of them better know your name and who you were. And you better have spent five or 10 minutes with each of those seven that are there because it's important. They've spent their time coming, you know, just don't make sure you don't get so busy. I know some folks who do these things and then they say, well, I'm introverted and I don't really like people. And you're like, well, then maybe you probably shouldn't be doing public events because it's all about handshaking and it's, you know, baby kissing and, and back slapping. And you've got to get out there and get to know some people and have conversations with them. So um, just make sure if you do have people coming, you recognize them individually and that you get to know their name and who they are and, with seven or 10, you can actually do that in, a, in an event. You can get to know people really well. Oh, man. I uh, Somebody on Facebook said, and I don't know why people do this, uh, but it's like, answer this with a GIF. You know what I mean? And, and most of the time, like one was like, type in your last name and put the first GIF that comes up. It's like, okay, it's kind of fun. Uh, but, but this one was um, in one word or something like that, find a GIF that wrapped up your podcasting year. So I found a picture of Kermit and Fozzie uh, with the meme road trip because I did a lot of road trips this year. And it's weird because sometimes you wonder if those things pay off or not. Uh, And we also wonder about growing our audience and things like that. And I had a guy from, I think it was just called Big Podcast, the thing in Nashville. I don't want to say that was like in September, maybe October. 
it was a while ago, months ago, that hired me for some consulting. And I had a guy that he said a year ago came to the Northeast Ohio Podcasters Meetup. Um, and he hired me. So a year ago, he's been sitting on this for a year. So sometimes we do things and we, you kind of wonder, well, did, I, did I get any, you know, ROI on this? And sometimes it takes a year before it finally <laughs> sinks in for, I I just saw somebody in Facebook. They, um, in fact, this is a good question. We've kind of talked about this before. What happens if you take a, t- a hiatus? Like, how do you, how do you start back up? So Jim, how do you start back up after doing a hiatus? You just do it. Yeah, that's you it. just get going. You, you just start again. There's no formula. You just do it. You push play. Yeah, he had, he he had done some in college and it had been ten years. And he's like, I still have the website and everything like that. He's like, but how do I how do I start back up? And I was, we we're all just kind of like uh, press record and talk. It's like, yeah, just, and uh, you know, again. if your audience is still there, they'll love it. And those that unsubscribe, well, you know, but it's because his idea was, should I start a new podcast? And that's kind of like saying, I'm going to walk to Chicago. You know, I made 20 miles there and then I quit. Should I start from my house or should I start from the 20 minutes? Well, yeah, you're always going to start from where you were. Who wants to walk those 20 miles again? So anytime you can avoid starting from scratch, uh, I would I would do that unless you really enjoy going through the growing pains again. Well, and sometimes, though, uh, there is some kind of work where it's good just to burn the thing down and start over. Like yeah. there, there are, there are times when it's just good, like, Hey, okay, this didn't go exactly like I thought. And and let's just burn the whole work down and we'll, we'll start from scratch. But I think in most cases, you're going to want to just go from, from what you had, take advantage, even if it's too, I was going to ask you this question as I was going through my stats uh, yesterday, as I was posting home gadget geeks, I, I came across this channel that had had 500 downloads for the year. And if I were to say to you, Dave, would I, if, if you asked me, could I get 500 extra downloads in a year? And if I told you what it was, would you do it? Would you do it for 500 downloads? Is that your phone? No. Oh, that's my iPad. Why is my, uh, <laughs> my God. someone's calling you. <laughs> I'm like, what is, what? Um, so if I, if I could give you 500, 500 downloads, downloads and you just had to do one thing, would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I know it's, that was shout engine this year uh. for me. You know, and it's like I put it in one place and I advertise a little bit of it. And all of a sudden I had 500 downloads. Uh, so, you know, those things start adding up over time. And it's the two, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, why would you go there for 10 or 15 downloads? Well, because at the end of the year, it's 500 extra ones. Right. You know, and you, so you kind of start thinking, hmm, maybe, okay, maybe I should go with some of those things. So if it's working, even if it's working small, and this, you know, back to this case, if you had just had 50 subscribers and yeah, you lost 25, you still have 25 subscribers to start with. So yeah. you should you should do it. Absolutely. We should mention if you have any questions and you want to jump on in, uh, feel free to go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And apparently I'm just going to turn off the iPad. <laughs> it's that troll trying to get a hold of you. That's it. Um, so we, you, you, you did $600 worth of work for me and it uh, wasn't very good. Well, speaking should, of that, yeah, uh, let me put the link in the chat room. Uh, this is, uh, I guess I should be um, honored in a way. Um, I, I have a, a thing. I have a Google alert that lets me know when somebody puts the word school of podcasting anywhere. And so I, I go into my Feedly because I have that. You can take the Google alert and say, give me an RSS for that. So I put that into my feed reader and I go to this thing and there's a woman from, from California named Lexi that says, hey, I hired Dave Jackson to do, uh, I paid him $600. And I'm like, I don't remember that, uh, to do coaching. And uh, he said he'd email me after he paid me and uh, I never heard from him. And I'm filing a complaint here on ripoffreport.com. And I was like, holy cow. All right. So I go over and. I go to register so I can say, how can I help you? Cause I, I went over and looked at my PayPal. Cause I'm like 600 bucks. That's a chunk of change. And I'm like, I have nobody Five ninety nine, nothing, 600, nothing. Go into my Stripe account, nothing, zero. Um, do a search for Lexi, no Lexi. And I'm like, so I go over anyway, sign up and there's a, a thing that, do I still have the screenshot? I do have the screenshot here. Let's, uh, let's just, and I'll read this for anyone. Um, but oh, this is going to create that cool kaleidoscope thingy. Mm, you uh, just created a singularity. Yeah. Now, hopefully you have just the thing. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it says, I'm willing to be contacted by media, a consumer advocate, lawyer, or government authority to help further my case. Uh, send me the contact information. If a lawyer is interested in a particular case or possibly starting a class action suit, notify me when someone files a rebuttal or consumer comment to my report. Notify me when someone who files a rebuttal or consumer comment to a rebuttal. So it's like a rebuttal of the rebuttal. Um, blah, blah, blah. Send me email from ripoff report about my categories of interest, special blah. So I'm like, there's a lot of lawyer talk there. And I'm like, uh, so I unchecked most of those. And I, this is weird. My mouse has disappeared. It's okay. It's on the left one. Okay. There we go. That was very odd. Um, and uh, so I went over, unchecked those and typed a thing that said, Hey, Lexi, I'm really sorry you had this experience. I'm not remembering you. Uh, would love to work with you. School of podcasting.com slash contact. And like every part of my spider senses was going, this is unreal because that's just not like me to to have somebody give me money and go well, too bad. In fact, I actually refunded a guy once uh, because he wanted a quick start and he kept changing his mind and he had hired me and I I did some things. I made some artwork for him. And then I think the holidays hit or something. And I was like, dude, we really need to get this going. And he said, oh, I worked with a friend um, and I'm up. And I'm like, okay, it's kind of odd. I said, well, I'm going to refund your money because, you know, I didn't really, you know, all I did was I make artwork for you. He goes, no, no, just, he's like, no, keep, I'm like, no, no, I, I, I offered a service, you know, I was going to get you into iTunes and no. So I just, I was like, I just, I want to be able to sleep tonight. Let me give you your money back. And he's like, all right, if you want to. Um, so I, this thing was really weird. So I then Googled is ripoff report a ripoff? And um, yeah, it is basically in a nutshell. And it's it's according to, let me get my link here from consumeraffairs.com. Um, it basically says that uh, this is run by an evil person who then tries to extort money from you. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. So glad I signed up. So um, yeah, well, so, those things, those things happen, right? Yeah. I mean, you put your put your name out there. How many of us podcasters get that seemingly daily? I get them almost daily now of like, Hey, we want to partner with you. We want to put content on your site. We want to, you know, those kinds of things. And I say no to most of them, but once you've, once you're out there and your stuff is public, you're going to get those kind of emails and everything has to be treated suspiciously until proven otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. So um, before we forget and get into predictions and such, we do want to say thank you to, um, I believe his name is Jonathan. Yes, Jonathan Bloom from weeklyawesome.com, as well as Glenn the Geek Hebert from horseradionetwork.com. I swear I quote Glenn the Geek like at least once a week to somebody. Uh, Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com, Max Truscott from uh, aviationnewstalk.com, and Shane from, check this out, Spybrary. As in S P Y B R A R Y dot com. It's, it's a it's guy. A yeah, he just it's like it's all about spies. And I'm like, that's kind of a cool yeah. name. So if you'd like to Great. be an awesome supporter, simply go over to ask the podcastcoach.com slash awesome. Uh deeply, deeply uh appreciated. So but yeah, uh Jim, we got like a day and a half left of two thousand seventeen. Oh, where did two thousand seventeen go? Spooky. Just flew by. Un- unbelievable. I made a prediction last year. On this show, right? My prediction, my 2017 uh, prediction is that uh, more would flow out than flow in from a podcasting. I thought 2017 would be the year that we we kind of tip over and people stop the, the hype of yeah. having a podcast stops and more outflow than inflow. I, I don't think that is true. I think that we're still pulling in more podcasts than are going out. It's hard yeah. to tell. Those numbers are hard to find. It's hard to tell who's pod faded and who hasn't. Um, so that's, that was my prediction. Last, do you remember any years? I, I was just, I was going to go out and like, did we do a prediction show last year? I'm like, I need well, to- we did sort of one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little, I'm always a little hesitant on these predictions. Yeah, Cause shows, they're always I, like, Hey, look, I was, I got one out of 10, right? Look at me. Um, yeah. Ross, Ross always does a nice job of compiling kind of a podcaster's predictions, um, uh, document. He doesn't record it, but it's a document of predictions. And so I went back and looked at what I had predicted last year. I'd use the same prediction for both shows. Um, and, I, and I do think we're going to reach a point. Um, you know, we have seen uh, pretty steady growth in podcast listening over the last, oh, let's just say six or seven years. We haven't had a year where it's backed up. And I think we're actually due for that. There, there, uh, at some point, as it's, it's, it can't grow 
forever at this rate. I mean, there is room in the space, but I need to plateau or it's getting to back up a little bit. So we may see some down years coming up. I remember I did a prediction and it wasn't even a prediction. It was just, I went into Excel and put in all the data on podcast growth from Edison and then just had it do a, you know, um, I forget what you call it, but basically project what the next year was going to be. And it was like spot on. It was like, we're right where, cause we always grow somewhere between two and 4%. So if you guess like a 3% growth, you're, you're pretty much going to, that's hit. a pretty safe bet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a, a pretty safe bet. Yeah. I, I do think it'll plateau at some point though. We'll see a year where, where I think we're reaching those kinds of numbers where it's going to plateau. And then of course, everybody will be podcasting's dead. That immediately. I'm waiting for that one. Immediately, as soon as we plateau, oh, podcasting said, but you've plateaued at 37%. I know it's still dead. And you're okay. Well, welcome to the space. You can go back to sleep now. Is kind of these, these journalists, we're seeing a lot of this in the cryptocurrency space right now because it's so hot. But, you know, podcasting got hot at the, in the summer of this year. And then everybody, like all of a sudden they wake up, like, oh, there's podcasting that's out there. And then they write these articles based on, the based on like two minutes worth of research, <laughs> you know, and you're like, um, where, where, where have you been? So I, I don't know. I think, um, I think we're, we, we are still coming to a point where the industry will back up a little bit. We'll see a little bit of decrease on it, but for 2018, um, I, I think this could be the year we get monetization from an ad revenue uh, standpoint. Correct. So there's a bunch, including the guy we interviewed last week, but there's a bunch of players in there really making a run at ad revenue. So how do we do pre, post, mid, and how do we make it dynamic? Those questions have still not been answered. And I don't think anybody is doing it right for the average podcaster. And so I think the the company that gets that right this year will be the winner ultimately in it. I still think we're a ways from seeing that, but um, I think somebody will get it this year. Yeah, I see. Um, I got an email. I haven't read it yet. I saw it in my inbox from... Um, Advertise cast. This is a place where, cause there are a lot of places. Uh, I know Podbean has these, these resources where you can go over and list your podcast and then sponsors can list themselves as available to sponsor your show. And you hopefully find somebody that, that meets your show. But every time I go over there, there's no sponsors. It's like everybody's listing their show. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm ready for sponsors. And what's missing here are um, sponsors. So I have not looked at Podbean's thing yet. I've heard it's pretty cool, and I understand you don't have to use Podbean to to use it. Um, Stephen has a, a comment here. says, I've been thinking about it last year in the chat. He said, uh, this is Stephen from betterpodcasting.com. He said, there would be a big name in media hosting. We've seen a lot of uh, start and end, podient, and uh, oh, what was the other one? Um, opinion, podcasting, that died. Um but Pinecast has been mentioned by various places, including here. Pinecast. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still around. Still not having the iTunes, the new iTunes tags are not right over there. I, I mentioned that to Matt and he kind of went, and I have other issues with Pinecast. I don't want to have to write, I don't want to write Markdown. Give me a WYSIWYG. Um, as much I wish I was right, I'm questioning if there are, uh, if there are a mainstream name yet. I think they may not be there. Yeah. I don't think Pinecast, I tried to leave for the company that shall remain nameless from last week. Um, I, I've been, no, uh, that's a whole nother story. Maybe I'll talk yeah, about don't, it. Don't bring that up. Yet. Yeah. We'll bring that up in the post show. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Pinecast is okay. They're for five bucks, but their website's pretty ugly. Um, they don't like if for me, I'm not doing series. I'm not right. So I don't do serial, but I have episodes, but there's no way to put episode numbers in your episode on Pinecast. And I mentioned that too. I think his name is Matt. Very responsive on the support side. Um, But, and their, their stats are okay. There are a lot of people. That's the problem. When you, when you're used to blueberry stats and Libsyn stats and you go to somebody else and they're not even like they, they're trying to do stats in a different way. On one hand, I want to go kudos to you for being creative. But on the other hand, I really miss this, this, that, that, that. It's like, you know, don't. So um, now the, it's it's pretty the, the industry is still pretty fractured. Uh, you know, there was uh, so with the guests we had on last week there, that actually is a try to address all the components of it, right. of what 
do. They're they're making a run at everything, but that just kind of goes to show you how fractured the 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 industry still is. And so we've I think we have a ways to go. Spreaker's making a run at it from one direction. Lipson's making a run at it from another. Blueberry's making a run at it from a third. And then we have all these little competitors popping in, and I don't think anybody's nailed it just yet. I think we've still got a little bit of work to do before we have a holistic solution where somebody's getting it right. Yeah. Are you doing anything weird in the background? Are you hearing a, a dinging? You know, you're getting a little choppy. Oh, all right. Well, hold on. You keep talking and I'll, I'll figure out what's going on right. here. If you have a question, again, you can always go to uh, askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And the other thing I thought I would mention here is um, Ed in a Facebook group. He did not send this to us. Uh, I've been uh, Ed Neary, N-E-R-I, said, uh, is an email list still a viable form of establishing your podcasting presence or are there now alternatives? Um, and that that is a little bit of a head scratcher of a question. Um, I don't know that having an email address boosts your podcast. You know, to me, that was the question that that, that was like establishing a podcasting presence. I think what having an email address uh, or an email list does, and this is where it goes back to, why are you podcasting? So if I'm trying to sell a book or a service or whatever, or if I just want another way to contact my audience, having an email list, you can do the MailChimp thing for free. Uh, the difference between an email list, and this of course assumes that people open up your email, which they don't as much anymore. Um, you're now one click away from whatever you want them to buy or order or things like that. That's the advantage of a, or take action, you know, whatever it is, it could be, you know, support this, um, you know, crowdfunding thing or whatever it is you're trying to get people to do. Whereas if you don't have it, then you're like, Hey, even if you make a pretty link, you know, and it's, you know, ask the podcast slash awesome. You know, somebody right now is listening to this in the grocery store. They're in the dairy aisle. You know, somebody's on a treadmill, somebody's walking the dog on third and, you know, 12th street. Um, and it's a lot to be able to go back and remember, wait, what was it again? Ask the podcastcoach.com slash what, you know, you know, the average guy.tv slash what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So right an on. email list, it puts that link smack dab right in front of them. That's to me, I think the, the big advantage, um, Jim, do you do much with an email list? You know, <laughs> I have one, I, I have one, I abuse it. Uh, from uh, I just don't get, send enough things to it, and I I'm just not very good about using it. So it's maybe 65 strong, so it's not very big. Um, but I I always forget it's one of those things. By the time I get done publishing everything to my podcast, I'm just kind of wiped out. You know, I do the podcast Thursday night. I try to get it out Friday night. By the time it gets, it's 11 o'clock at night. I've posted everything. I've written all the show notes. I'm just exhausted, and I I need to find a more efficient way to use my mailing list. Plus. My listeners, for whatever reason, not necessarily that interested in that kind of form of communication. I have found, for me, much better just one-on-one email communication with them. I get emails all the time from my listeners. And that's just just responding back to them. Yep, super inefficient, but that's that's what I do. Yeah, I think um, a lot of it may depend on, like there was a a podcast that was somebody did... um, it was either five years or a hundred episodes. Somebody had hit a milestone and it was like 50 things I've learned from blah, 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 however many episodes or whatever. And I went over to his website and he like his show notes had none of them. Like, where's the list? You know what I mean? It was like, so to me, I think if I was doing something where I had a ton of links that might inspire people to want to sign up for a, an email list because they're, you know, if it's a lot to remember or write down or whatever, things like that, if you can give that to them, um, do I, it's, I, I believe in the value of it. I really do. But I have a hard time using it the way it should be used just because it takes some planning and some preparation. And, and I'm not in it for that. I'm not in podcasting to grow lists. Right. I'm in podcasting to contact or to communicate and have relationships with my listeners. So like even today, we're done here. I'm going to take a quick break at 1130. I've had a whole bunch of my listeners say, Hey, I want to dive more in on this crypto conversation that you're having on the show. Nice. I in, can can we do it? I'm like, well, I want to do it off of the show because I'm sensitive to some of my listeners don't want to hear about this crypto stuff. So we're 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 doing a lot of the talking about it in the post show and some of those kinds of things just to kind of keep it out of the live show. 
because you know you don't want to shock your audience. You don't want to all of a sudden just change formats on them overnight. That shocks them, right? So, um, so today, eleven thirty Central, I'm going to do a kind of an overview of the average guy's, you know, take on cryptocurrency. Um, out at theaverageguy.tv/live if you want to listen in on that. But that's a separate. That's kind of a separate thing. And it started because a couple, um, a couple folks said, "Hey, can you just talk to me about it?" And I'd rather just call individually. Hey, let's just have an individual call to get this done. It's way more effective. So, I like the one-on-one connections. How's speaking of one-on-one connections? How's my, how's my video doing? Did Much it get better? better? Yeah. Okay. I good. I don't know what was going on, but uh, I, mean, I don't either. I don't. Yeah. Mean, it's I got a wonky server, you know. But speaking of crypto, I got this wonky server that is doing some crazy things right now that I'm having trouble regulating. It's consuming a whole bunch of bandwidth. So I got to get that part figured out. Uh, Kim says, do you ever use multiple pretty links to point to the same content all the time? Um, I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure school of podcasting.com slash YouTube sends you to the school of podcasting. I use that link when I'm on YouTube so I can, so if somebody, you know, if I put a video up, I'm like for, for more information or if you want to sign up school podcasting.com slash YouTube so I can go and look at my pretty link and see how many people did I drive from YouTube. Um, so yeah, I, it depends on if I'm using something. And I want to track, hey, is it worth posting on Reddit or, you know, some other location? I'll do that and can see, well, gosh, I got, you know, 100 clicks from YouTube and I got, you know, three links from Twitter. Hmm. So speaking of that, I, I'm ready here to announce that uh, Instagram is dead. You know what? why? You know why? Why? Because I finally have an Instagram account. So that's usually <laughs> what happens. I get on. I'm like the caboose. And everybody's like, oh, we're now going to go to Goodoink, Goodoink. It's the new social media platform. Um, I don't know what happened last night. I was just, I was doing, wrapping up some stuff, uh, going through a lot of software that I have, kind of determining like, what am I going to use in 2018? And I'm like, let's try this Instagram thing again. So I go over and I'm like, it's doing the same thing. Podcast coach has already been used. Can't do that. Can't reset the password. I'm like, ah, oh, this is why I got stuck. So I'm like, hold on. School Dave Jackson, there's like 50 million of them. I'm like, all right, how about School of Podcasting? Hey, that's available. I'm like, all right, let's use that. So Instagram.com slash School of Podcast. Now I got to learn it. Now that's the, the learning curve. I've already, It's fun. It looks fun. I already made a video and things like that. So, But that, and then I don't quite get this somehow. The minute I joined, like people were following me. And I'm like, because this is like, I don't know, 1230 at night last night. And I'm like, so that was, uh, that was a little different. So, um, well, welcome, welcome to Instagram. Yes. Uh, glad, glad to know that I don't need to follow it or pay attention to it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll, it'll be gone soon. Um, also something that happened this year was the new iTunes stats. And we were kind of like wondering, like, where are they getting it from? Is it iTunes? Is it, so I actually, there is a video of which I do not have the link to. Good job, Jave. That's uh, on Facebook. It, it's you. I think you posted it to Facebook. Yeah, that's true. Um, and this is what the guy says. Reporting data begins September 19th, 2017, and is from users on iOS 11 and iTunes 12.7 or later. There you go. So that's, I. so iTunes 12 or later, iOS 11 is where that data is coming from. So, but they actually have yeah. a video. Of, it's getting better. The yeah. data is getting better. Uh, I've been looking at it. It's kind of helpful. And, you know, I don't think it's the be all end all uh, of stuff yet, but it is another tool, you know, and if you haven't gone in and looked at it, uh, but podcast connect, right. Is that the podcast right? Podcast with an S connect. Podcast.com. Connect. Yeah. And, and uh, there's some really good, um, you know, just some good insight. I think the the graphs where it starts to drop off over time and you can listen to exactly what you're saying, when the graph drops, man, I think that is super helpful. Oh. Like I saw that, that's worth the price of admission right there. That is a fantastic use of the tool. Now, I don't think I get 30 or 40 listeners who most of my listeners are Android. So we're not going to get them. It's just not going to be there. But um, it, it, it's one of those things where you can at least for the 30 or 40 that are on there, I can go in there and kind of see where they're dropped. Or, and it's you can look at them over time. So like, okay, are they dropping consistently at this point? Or what am I saying? It's caused me, Dave. I, I, and I think it's maybe it was something maybe you said even in a school of podcasting where I was too. Yeah, it was a most recent one where I, I was asking for Patreon subscribers in the first three minutes of my show. Like, hey, if you want to support the show, you can do this. That should really be at the end, right? And I'm like, okay, 
because you 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 were um it was I think maybe the podcast rodeo show or something and yeah. and somebody was like oh you're already asking for money and it's been two minutes and I'm kind of like you know do I do that no and but that so was, I was that was literally like the first minute and the other no, no, thing no. That, that drives me nuts about that it's every church it's the every church you know and to me I don't I don't think what you're doing is bad. Like I could see you going, Hey, if you want to support the show, go over to, you know, uh, the average guy.tv slash Patreon blah, 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 right. and do a little blurb there because that way yeah. if somebody goes, Hey, I want to do that. Where was that? It's right at the beginning. But this just to me, and that's why I even said, I said, maybe it's cause I'm tired and maybe because it's yet another church show, but it's like, I mean, every church show I listen to, it's always yeah. like buy this and you get the hanky and the, you know, the special <laughs> pastor Bob signed, you know, eight by five. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, it's such a, and, and for me, I get offended because I am a Christian and I'm like, I know, I know. we're, we're putting out, we're, we're furthering that stereotype that all we want is. Yeah. So, well, but it convicted me enough. I was thinking, okay, I probably need to change my intro in some ways and not be, cause I had a lot, I was pummeling them with a lot of little details in the very beginning, like do this and do this and do this and do this. And it was kind of like, and, and the, 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 feedback I've been getting uh, from podcasters in this show and other shows that I listen to are get to the point. And so I've been timing myself to be like, okay, um, how fast can I get to the point in these shows? And, and I am a guy, I talk about the weather. It's my, it's it's my shtick. It's what I do, right? It's part (laughs) of my persona, but talk about the weather in the first part of the show. I do it purposely. It is one of the ways now I'm starting to introduce my guest. So we're, we're always say, I always say, oh, a blustery, it's a blustery in cold Bellevue, Nebraska. And then I'll ask the guest, hey, what, you know, how are things in where you're, we're going to, we're going to interview this gal in New Zealand here Holy next cow. week. It definitely will not be blustery no. in New Zealand, right? This time of year. So it's an interesting point, but on those, on those stats, you can kind of see where you're losing people. And so it's just a good tool on, on our um, Gallup podcasts. At 30 minutes, like clockwork, they drop off. They just, I lose huh. 15, 15, 20, 30% at 30 minutes. Well, I'm kind of thinking most of them have a 30 minute slot in between meetings mm. where they're listening to this. And so they get listening and then they drop off or they're anticipating a 30 minute webcast. That's in the, in the business right. world, right? A lot of these webcasts are 30 minutes. I wouldn't know that if I didn't have these stats and it's just some good things to look at to say, okay, in 2018, do I need to shorten everything up to 30 minutes? It's a good question. I may not do it. I don't think I'm, I'm capable of doing it, but it's, it's a good question. I was freaking out because I, in almost every show I have, you see a bunch of dips at the very beginning. And I was like, are they, well, do they not like the topic I'm not? And then Kim from Toastmasters101.net said, no, they've, they're skipping your intro. It's the same intro every week. And I was like, oh, I feel much better now. And I'm like, that's true. Because I do the same thing. You know, I, I, and I try to, and that's one of the things I'm looking at now. And this, this is where, this is like deep diving into like stuff you shouldn't worry about probably. <laughs> but I'm trying to see if I can get to the content in a minute or a minute 30. Something that would be skippable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like a minute 40 yeah, something like make it easy to go click, click, and now we're to the stuff. I don't know if that's that's probably. I think it's a good question. Like I, I think those are things you have to try and test and see what the data says, and then make some adjustments to it. And you know there'll be there'll always be listeners who are like, oh no no no, I love the personal stuff, or no no no, keep yeah. talking. You know, do do it that way. And then there's others like, oh I hate it. The problem is the longer you've been podcasting, you've weeded out the folks that hate it. Right, they're gone. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're just agreeing with you. You get an echo chamber in your own podcast. It's sometimes why your podcast won't grow because you've collected a 500 to a thousand listeners that all love you and love your content. And they're not going to give you advice that will help your podcast grow. I think Dave school podcasting 600 episodes. I think your listeners, if you were going to try to grow beyond your current listeners, you'd have to find a way to get advice from outside your bubble. Yeah. Because inside it, it's not worth it. They're going to stay regardless of what you do. They love you, Dave. Like <laughs> that's that's just the way it is. But if you if you if you've been going for a while, you're going to have to get outside your bubble and yeah. get some honest outside. Otherwise, your numbers won't grow. A lot of podcasters are like, "Why am I staying static?" And I look, how many podcasts do you have? If you have fifty or more, 
chances are you've weeded out everybody that doesn't like your content. And if you're going to want to grow, you're going to have to take a risk and try something different. Yeah. And, and that, it, trying something different either with your content or trying something different with your marketing. Right. The one of yeah. the two. Um, speaking of um, having a ripple effect on things, look what you did. Uh, Emily from the story behind podcast. Oh, yeah. Dot com says, I have to thank Kim. Kim mentioned your show in, uh, in the school of podcast, my, my Gallup show. Yeah. yeah the, the Gallup podcast. Um, about the, uh, talking about Jim's show on, on Dave's favorite show episode. That was five ninety eight. Um, uh, and Emily says her and her husband took the strengths finder test and they love it. That's a, another yeah. thing I discovered last night. I have my strength finders results, which I did almost, almost nothing with in a Dropbox. And I was like, all right, we need to dig those back out. Um, you should post them on behind you so I can refer to them. Cause I think you have, I think you have learner. If I remember correctly, I'm, I'm trying to, do you remember? I don't, I'd have to go. Yeah, okay. See, there we go. We need to get you to memorize your top five <laughs> as well. So we can have those conversations, but how fun it was because I got a note from Emily uh, who said, Hey, I heard from Kim. I, no, I heard from Dave's podcast when Kim said, yeah. Right. And and, you know, I, I heard from her personally on that. Like, well, first of all, she said, have you listened to the most recent school podcasting? Like, I haven't got there yet. She's like, okay. So I heard this and it caused me to do that. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool that we have this, you know, you get the circle of things going on. And that, to me, that's really special. Yeah, it was cool. Um, you want to, I, I, I dug, I was, again, I'm digging out through stuff and, and I'm looking at, at the app that I use, uh, which I forget the I jingle, um, and, and you already do a little flashback from previous yeah. episodes of Ask the Podcast Coach? Yeah, let's do it. I forgot, sounds we, good. I forgot we did this. Do you remember this? Oh, God. Oh God. <laughs> Should I? Is this cringeworthy? Can you hear this? Yes. Lady. Oh, <laughs> Gentlemen. It's somebody's podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this was a while ago. Oh, Woo. <laughs> oh yeah! This really is someone who likes to hear just hear their yeah, voice. I, I was like, wow. I'm like, what? I'm like, because the the file name is something. It's poetry tap, and then a bunch of numbers. And I'm like, what? What is this in here for? And it's like, ladies. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this now. Okay. Excellent. Oh my gosh. Yeah, apparently, I wonder how many listens those kinds of things get. Now, here's the thing, you know? though. I, I laugh at that. I also applaud it because that guy's drawing a line in the sand. You're either going to stay or you're going to be like, I like this guy's vibe. You know, um, <laughs> it might take him a little longer than a minute to get to the point. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm like, hey, he's he's letting his freak flag fly and. I wonder sometimes we were talking about that last night that I wonder sometimes if we try to put podcasting into a, like there's a recipe and I think there are definitely some things you need, but I also wonder sometimes if we're like shoehorning people into acting and talking a, a certain mm-hmm. way. Yeah. It certainly it's a style, right? I mean, yeah. maybe it should be called the hookah podcast, but <laughs> it, it, it is, you know, it's a style. And, uh, you never know when you're going to hit on some kind of new, you know, when, when John Lee Dumas started entrepreneur on fire, it was a, it was a, a new thought. I mean, it's, it's weird to think, but we, we weren't, you know, same questions, cranking them out daily. Everybody was like, Whoa, now we don't even think twice about that now, but and I, I won't say he started a new genre, but he certainly perfected that genre. Yeah. And made it work. And he took a risk on it. He did a ton of work to make that, you know, to make that happen. Um, you know, Laporte, when way back in the day, when these guys, him and John C. Dvorak and those guys were meeting in a bar yeah. and talking about tech, and it was the end of the tech TV era. And they were like, what could we do? We had to jump on this podcasting thing. In those days, no one knew it was going to be what it's going to be now. And, you know, those guys jumped out and tried these things. And today we all, a lot of us mimic those, but that was fairly new. Um, and so you got to, if you've got a style, I think you've got to try it and just see where it goes. You never know. Now this style, I think for our listeners, probably not the best. No. Dave, Steve, Steven said he thought it was me at the very beginning doing, <laughs> doing a skit. When you first started playing that, that's what was racing through my head too. I'm like, oh my God, did I record this for Dave at some point? You know, that we were trying to do something funny. You know, you do stuff and you forget about it. Right. But uh, no, 
that was not uh that was not kim mentions npr style that's another like oh yes by the way npr style is not new i mean they've been doing this style on the radio for 20 years absolutely they've been doing that style for quite some time it's funny that you say that i don't know if it sounds that way but it it it, it, we you know we overemphasize that but radio lab is not that way how i built this is not that way you know those some of those shows are not that is true but there are some that I said, I, somebody had me listen to a, a podcast of theirs and it was kind of like having somebody from the news yeah, deliver a podcast. And it wasn't bad. It was just that everything they said definitely had sound inflection and it oh, always yeah. ended the sentence yeah. like this. And then they would talk about something else. And you know, it was wonderful the way they did this. And then it was going to da da da. And so it was like, it was cool, yeah. but it was just, it was like too perfect in a way. I think you're thinking of like fresh air, that style, yeah. you know, NPR's fresh air. Cause that is definitely like, you know, you're, it's, it's definitely that style, but a yeah. lot of the NPR shows yeah. that I've, I've been listening to guy Roz is not that way. Um, you know, and certainly the guys at radio lab are not that way. And so anyways, I, I, I do like the NPR style personally. Uh, I know, I know others that it, it's, you know, like anything, it's getting super popular. And so people are all trying to do, you've even done a show that was a little NPR-esque. Yeah. 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 It's it's just a narrative style. That's really all right. it is. You're narrating right. a story and, uh, you know, it's, my problem is, and, and we talked about this, I think it was last week, how in some ways when you become a podcaster and you start understanding how stories are built in, and uh, told, you then it's hard to, at least for me, it's hard to kind of get lost in the story because I'm, I'm analyzing it. And I read the book, um, out on a wire. I think it is. It's bright orange. Um, and it's this intern that spent a year with Ira glass and NPR and she explains their formula. And once you know the formula, cause it's something like this happened and then you won't believe it, but this happened and oh my gosh, this happened. And then finally this happened and this is why you should care about it. And if you listen to NPR now, you can like, oh, there's the first and then this happened and there's the second and then this happened. And then so it's kind of weird because you're just waiting for it and then it shows up. Now, it doesn't make it a bad story. It just makes it in a way comical that it's an absolute formula. But on the other hand, I just listened to Mike Rowe does. um, That's the way I see it. That's the way I heard it. Yeah, that's the way I heard it. Yeah. And somebody sent me the link to. a story about it's a wonderful life and that his formula it's, it's basically from Paul Harvey that he explains how there was this movie and it didn't do very well and it lost money at the box office. Uh, yada. And so I know at the end of it, he's going to tell me something and I'm going to go, Oh really? That was that. Uh, but I still like the show. So I, I don't think there's really a problem with having a formula. In fact, in some ways it's kind of comforting because you know, what's coming and you're not, you're, you're surprised. Oh, yeah. We all have formulas, though, Dave. I mean, even you have a formula for school podcasting. I mean, it's a pretty consistent every week you do things the same way. Yeah, We have to have formulas. Otherwise, it'd be a nightmare every week to try and, you know, come up with a different format. They just, they're having it very different. I, I think one of the things NPR does better than anybody is they're advertising their own network shows inside their current shows. Almost too much. I mean, I'm I'm seeing you know more perfect show up on Radio Lab because they have a common uh, producer right. all the time, and I'm like, guys, I already listened to that, and I don't I don't need to know that more perfect is over there anymore. I'm I'm already subscribed and listening to it, but they constantly are pimping their own podcast on their own network, which is by the way why you have a network. But um, I think maybe they're doing it a little too much. I think they should back off just a smidge. I never understand on the radio the the drive time guy here in Cleveland, they advertise his show on his show. Like <laughs> I'm already listening. You don't really need to like, was there no other advertising? They're like, I oh, will just put an ad. It's like the Mike Trevigiano every day, five 30 to seven 30. But I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm listening to it. Like you don't have to tell me to come here. I'm already, that drives me crazy. Um, that's something that I noticed this week because it's been so cold. I keep making weird decisions. And like one of them was, um, I left my phone at home when I went out because it was really cold out and I was going to like, I didn't want my phone to get cold or whatever. And so then I decided to drive someplace. I'm like, Oh, I'm driving without my phone. So I had to listen to the radio and the radio had an ad for the radio about how we reach more people than TV and you know, blah, blah, blah. But we reach more people in which they probably do 
But it was interesting that we're like, this is why you should advertise here. And then I turned on the, some live TV. I rarely watch live TV and what comes on. uh, Hey, more and more people are advertising on these other mediums on YouTube. And like, and if you want to, if you're normally advertising on TV, we're a company that can, so like all these different genres are like, this is why TV is the best advertising. This is why they're all like singing their own praises. And I'm like, that's kind of odd that either a, they're doing it now because, you know, I would think most advertising buying for 2018 is already done. Um, maybe, maybe not, but I just, it's odd that everybody's like, we're the best place to advertise. And I'm like, Hmm, that's, I just found that interesting. I think they're feeling the pressure a little bit. And I think it's the time of the year, you know, last minute, um, you know, last minute media buys, people have money left in their budgets starting to, you know, starting to make, and they need to advertise. They need people to know like, Hey, you know, you can advertise on radio or you should advertise on TV. They, they are all feeling it right at this, at this point in the game, a new player has come in and they're all starting to go, okay, we should make sure we're covering every base to get every, everyone. And, in a lot of markets, you know, radio is a great way, still a great way to advertise. Yeah. Um, it's cost effective. It reaches a local market. But what you were saying before, it's a little bit like driving into Cleveland and hearing, hey, come to Cleveland. Yeah. You know, it's great. You're like, hey, already here. Yeah. Thanks. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, we did a podcaster's roundtable last night. We had uh, Josh Liston from Australia and Rob Greenlee, who works with Spreaker and Blog Talk Radio, who, of course, Spreaker has a pretty global workforce and they're saying how uh advertising right now is much more prominent in american ad uh, american podcasting than across the pond because podcasting's lagging a little bit in growth across the pond they're, it's growing but they're not it's not all the buzz that it is over here in america at the moment and so consequently advertising outside of the u.s in podcast is also then behind because they're kind of like, I'm not really sure what this is. Do we want to invest our money or not? So um, that's going to be fun to watch as, as things go forward, I think, to, to see the other countries start to to kick in. Because I know about you, but for me, it's like the U.S., then it's usually either Canada or Australia is like my number two. Yeah, Australia so. pretty consistently. I get quite a few from the U.K., um, so I get I, I get that side as well. But a lot, I get a lot from Canada. U.S., Canada, one and two, Australia, three, uh, you know, England, four. That's probably the way they shake out. And then very small percentages kind of everywhere else. Here's what I find. Since I'm a show that that focuses in consumer goods, so, you know, it's home gadget geeks. So we're always talking about consumer products that, that the disparity in pricing between the United States, Canada, and, and Australia is a huge problem because we'll mention these things. Listen. Consumer electronics are the cheapest in the United States, right. hands down. There's a few exceptions, not many. So we'll mention these things. And then my Canadian friends get all bitter because they're like, well, doesn't cost that here. Yeah. You know, and you're like, well, sorry that, you know, there's a conversion issue and Canadian products are just more expensive up there. And so and in Australia, some they don't even get them. Like, well, then, yeah. and then when they do, Josh said that he goes the Australian dollar right now. He goes just not having a good day, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, um, I have to be careful as I'm thinking about dollars and cents, and I'm thinking about, um, advertising and talking about what I'm talking about. I do have to put a disclaimer on them sometimes. That hey guys, I know we're U.S. centric, but that's 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 the market that we're in and and so it's different i had a i had an australian on the show for a lot of years he would he would come on and and represent australia um we've since lost him and so i only cover us for the most part but we've had canadian guests on before and i i like to make jokes you know i'm like okay so basically in canada just take the us price and double it is that what is that what, is that <laughs> what we need to yeah. do so you got to think about those kinds of things when if you're a consumer based show absolutely um, what is coming up on the average guy.tv? Yeah. So big crypto show. Speaking of that last Thursday, we had Edward uh, Winnegar on our program. He runs alpha Bitcoin here in the Omaha area. And uh, so if you're into crypto, cryptocurrency, any of those kinds of things, we did a whole show around it. It's actually live right now. The average guy.tv. Very cool. And uh, this week I will be doing the uh, wow. How to make wow content is going to be the, uh, the title of that. And then after that, if you haven't got it in, you got today and tomorrow, schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. 
Episode 600, The Extravaganza. I might have Mike uh, Russell. I might hire him to do some sort of intro for me just to... Can, can I ask my question live oh. on the air? Briefs or boxers? I can show you if you like. <laughs> uh, it used to be boxers. Now it's... Uh, which one's the longer one? Those are boxers. Yeah. Granny yeah. pants. Yeah, I wear granny yeah. pants now, basically. Okay. Um, <laughs> you said anything not related to anything. Podcast. I'm surprised. I haven't got any kind of like, where did you lose your virginity? Um, nothing. Nothing remotely edgy. Um, I have a couple of really good stories. So that's the good news. Some people, and some of them are really hard. By the way, if you ever think about doing this, like if you had, if, if money was no uh, object, where would you go in the world? And I'm like... Um, Ireland, no. Australia, no. Uh, Grand Canyon, no. Um, uh, that's a tough question for me. So that's coming up in two episodes. If you haven't uh, asked one yet, get them in. Uh, Askthepodcastcoach.com slash contact. And um, we are here next week. We'll be kicking off the new year. So, yeah, looking forward to the first podcast of 2018. Yeah, and I don't know why uh, the chat room keeps asking me to reconnect. I'll have to go over back to Chatwing and tell it to reset the timeout because I don't about you, but that's driving me crazy. But if you're here live, stick around for some post-show. I'll tell you about a weird conundrum that I'm in. And uh, we'll see you every Saturday here, 1030 Eastern Standard Time at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Over the years, I've asked my audience to answer this one question. Because of your podcast blank. And here's what they had to say. And my network of connections and the people that I know now and, and the resources I can pull from, it's it, it's mind-blowing. I'm building relationships with people I never would have met otherwise. I'm getting email and meeting people from all over the world. And now this fall, they're sending me to Peru. I was able to get a dream trip to Lambeau Field and watch my beloved Green Bay Packers trounce the Chicago Bears. I got two full-day tours and uh, accommodations uh, for two nights in Quebec City. People from over 65 countries around the world come and check out what I have to say. The podcast has allowed me to improve my conversational skills. I got pitched to write a book. I wrote my first book. It's helped the new book that I'm writing on. It's helped my organization. I was recognized in public. There were people standing there waiting to meet me. They, they came from all over to meet me. My face is on the cover of a comic book that came out this week. And they gave us each a very sizable amount of money for us to go to spring training in Arizona. Over 222% they funded me. I raced in the Baja 1000. I would get free bottles of wine to try. Because of my podcast, someone got a job. I've done uh, done a few voiceover gigs. Uh, it's gotten me two jobs in which in the job interview, I just talked about the podcast. I'm a Microsoft MVP. So now they've actually hired me to do a second podcast for them. I'm now able to be an editor for Emerald City Productions. Yeah, I got an email from somebody at the, the uh, Nebraska Department of Labor. I have been approached by a nonprofit organization who wants to have me do videos and talk about my experiences. So because of my podcast, I start Monday. I'm in the category for the best multimedia for a personal finance blog. I got a call a couple of weeks ago from a PR agency. Offered me an opportunity to launch an online business. I've had help putting three television shows on the air. And now I work in media and communications for the federal government. It's brought all us brothers back together, like when we used to live under the same roof. So that's great. I get to sit down for two hours or a couple of hours a week with the kids. Every year, I get press passes to the College World Series. I've gone as a member of the press. I could have two media passes. Put the phone down, kind of jump in screaming for joy. I can't believe ABC has called my personal cell phone. Uh, you know, I was on this media list and uh, McAllen Scotch sent a Maserati to pick me up. And we're being invited as press to go to the filming of the 100th episode of The Blacklist in New York. And we've had some ridiculously large guests. Tony Shea. Seth Godin, John Bogenkamp on the Blacklist Exposed, General Halmore, Pat Waters. Pat, she is the Chief Human Resource Officer for LinkedIn. I've been very fortunate to be able to speak to some great NBA players. Jim Kuzis, he is the leadership expert. I 
met Burt Reynolds. Just last week when I suddenly found myself in the office of the Supreme Justice of the Norwegian Supreme Court. Rich Karlgaard, he's the publisher of Forbes. International opera singer Paul Groves introducing our show at Symphony Hall in Boston. Everybody who played softball in the Olympics for the United States, I probably had their phone number in my phone. We interviewed the creator. We interviewed the author that wrote the book that the show is based on. Actually met the author in person when he came here to Chicago for book tour. And then we interviewed basically the entire cast of season one. I have purpose now. I no longer feel bored or restless at home. I have a greater sense of purpose, direction. My podcast has been the most amazing business card ever. I'm starting to do some consulting. I have now just signed up my second client and created an entirely new stream of revenue for my business. I've built 6000 and landed a new client that will exceed $20,000 in annual revenue. And signed up for my $2,000 coaching program on the spot in five seconds. John, my co-host, has already billed more than $10,000. I was able to attribute and account for about $10 million gross that came to my real estate companies from podcast. I actually got a Fortune 500 multi-billion dollar client out of my podcast. I've been able to leave a career as a physician. Literally everything that I'm doing in my business is because of the podcast. Everything. Lives are being changed. Even though we've never met, but you've saved my life. Is that I was able to put together a decently successful Toys for Touch charity concert. I just wanted to really say thank you. Because if I had not discovered your podcast, then I know for a fact that the end of my life would be October 31st of this year. 